You are listening to The 945 Show on WFNULP 94.1 FM and podcasted everywhere. Local music from the Twin Cities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul, Frogtown Community Radio. You are tuned in to the 945 Show. I am Mike Resendez, your host. We have another great show lined up for you today, and I promise we will have a better show than that first five seconds that we started with. This morning, I have Cassandra Cold. Good morning, Cassandra. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. Thanks for coming in. Now, Cassandra is a singer-songwriter performer, music lover, and a whole lot of other things. All of the above. That's right. So we're going to have a great conversation. We're going to talk about your music. We're going to listen to your music. We're going to talk about performances and shows and future plans and a whole lot of other fun stuff. How does that sound? We're going to have so much fun. A lot of fun. (laughs) So much fun. It's going to be, people are going to listen to this and wish they were in the studio with us. Always. Yep. So we are WFNULP. We are online at WFNU.org. We are a community-run, or a volunteer-run community station, excuse me. And you can find out more information about us at that website. You can also visit us on social media as well. We are on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Just search WFNU or Frogtown Community Radio, and we will be there. We are coming up on our three-year anniversary of turning on our antenna permanently, Cassandra. So this is a big deal for us That's up. so exciting. Yeah, so we... Uh, Congratulations. Hey, thank you. I think today is the three-year anniversary of the antenna being put up, and we did a short broadcast that day off of a rooftop. Oh. Just like the Beatles. So I love the Beatles. <laughs> so uh, that's coming up, so pay attention to that. We have some information on some National Night Out events that are coming up that we are going to be a part of. And also, I have information on a garage sale happening here at Faith Lutheran Church, where the station is housed. All right, so that is some of our housekeeping duties cleaned up. Cassandra, we're going to talk about your music now. Perfect. We're going to talk about you. Oh, So let's uh, start off, if you could just give us an an introduction, a formal introduction of who you are and... uh, and just like a brief bio. A brief bio. Oh, gosh. Yeah. On the spot. On the spot. <laughs> well, I'm originally from California. I've moved around a lot. I lived in Georgia for a bit, and I moved here from Boston in 2000. I have two sets of twins. I love the Twin Cities. I think it's a wonderful place to raise a family, and it's a great place for music, which I love and which I create. Um Gosh, I I try to write real music from my soul. And when I'm having a rough day, that's where I turn to. Music is healing, and I want to connect with other people and reach people as much as I can through my music. Now, did you have the your two sets of twins before you moved to the Twin Cities? I did not. Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my plan was to move to New York. 
Oh, okay. How did they, uh, how did that transition go from New York to Minnesota? I know. Well, it's kind of funny. I got robbed. (laughs) Well, okay. Moving around to all these cities, I'd never had any problems. And then at college, yeah, I got my purse stolen. So I ended up being at the bank every day. I needed a job because I had no money. So he told me to work at this restaurant and that's where I met my husband. And then I had two sets of twins and I'm not in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short. Long story short. That's right. All right. So uh, you grew up in California. When did you move to the East Coast and would go from coast to coast? Yeah, I moved from California when I was about 12 and then lived in Georgia just a year and a half. So I went through junior high and high school on the East. Nice. Mm-hmm. What part of Massachusetts was it? Did you live? I was in Boxford, the Tritown area. It's, it was like 45 minutes away from the city. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's an awesome area. We were talking a little bit off air about our trips and travels. I know. Around the country. And we mm-hmm. both then like the East Coast, I think, better. Uh, so. I definitely miss the food in mm-hmm. the East Coast, the North End, and Mike's Pastries. They have the best cannolis. There you go, Mike's Pastries. You're Mike's awesome. Mike's Pastries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, it says here on your website you started writing songs at the age of six. I did. So what type of life experiences does a six-year-old draw from to write music? Well, I thought I was very wise. Oh. I, w- I started with books, and it would be my life at six, my life at seven. I just always kept a documentary journal of my day, and I would write poetry and I would always be singing um, melodies and stringing words together that made sense to me. I wouldn't say my songwriting was wonderful at six, <laughs> but it definitely was a spark that's led into a huge flame and fire in my life now. Yeah, lots of uh, one, one thing can lead to another as far as the creativity was, and especially at a young age. I mean, mm-hmm. kids are just creative to begin with. Yes, and so. I think with songwriters, you just see the world differently and you feel and, and take all of your experiences to heart and can create such wonders in music. Yeah, now, did you know at that age that singing and songwriting is something you're gonna, that would be a part of your life this far? I always knew music was who I was, um, but I also was in theater a lot. Okay. I love acting, and, but music is definitely number one. All right. Uh, some other information um, that you sent over and that I found. So you uh, performed at the Orpheum for Showtime at the I Apollo. I did, yes. In 2002. Mm-hmm. How did that come? Did you have to audition? Was it one of the televised? I shows? did. So I'd always wanted to be on that show. I just watched it as a little child. Like, I need to be on that show and make it through my song. Like, the ultimate testament. Right. Where people could boo you off stage, right? Yeah. That's, that's really bold. So then I heard they were coming into town. So, and there was auditions, so I went down there. I wore a red dress. I wanted to stand out, which I did. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody was wearing a red dress. And auditioned, and I got in the show. Nice. And uh, tell us a little, did you audition the day of the performance, or was it something that came, like, you auditioned and waited a couple of weeks? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I want to say it was pretty close, maybe a couple days. Okay. And but how- I could be wrong. That's the disclaimer. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> we won't hold you to that. So 
tell us a little bit about that perform. I mean, what what did you perform, and and how long did you get? Yeah, uh, where did you have to sit backstage and and stew about it for a little bit before I you did? Got it was a long wait. I actually went on a couple hours earlier because so many people got booed off, which okay. led to the anxiety. <laughs> but I made a lot of friends backstage, and yeah, I kept looking out and watching. There's a per- for those of you who don't, who don't know, there's a person waiting behind the stage and if you're getting booed they'll dance you off stage it's a right. whole spectacle like sirens and stuff that go off. oh yeah, yeah it's the whole thing and you don't want that to happen no so yeah all, all of a sudden they called me up and and you rub the log for luck right it's a tradition and then i went out and and just seeing all those people that was a large crowd for me at that time and i did my song and gosh, I kept seeing some of the boos would happen when I'd hit low notes. They, they really liked high notes. And a song can't only be high. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember just telling myself, hit the high note. Like, when is it going to happen right, again? Right, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'd see him stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. But then ultimately I won them over. And I got to stay through my whole song. Which oh, was sweet. My, my big goal accomplished. And... Yeah, they loved me, which was so exciting. Nice. Who was hosting? Do you remember who the host was that time? I don't remember. Okay. I have a horrible memory. On top of being directionally challenged, I'm not that great. All right, no problem. We'll take you off the hook on that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you're you're busy, like we said, and and you said, um, so you're performing, you're singing and songwriting, you have two sets of twins. Do you draw a lot of uh, inspiration from your children for music? I do. I do. I draw a lot from my kids. Just, it's hard. It's a battle. I think anybody with families knows that. There's a lot of gray areas and exhaustion and just trying to be present. Right. And then also balancing being a mom, but also a songwriter, which is also a huge part of me. So yes, I draw from that and as well as other experiences and people that I encounter. Right. Do you ever take out like a notebook and start taking notes with conversations with your kids? And be like, oh, this is going to be a great lyric. <laughs> yes and no. For those who know me, <laughs> I have, I write on everything. Backs of bills, little scratches of paper. It's everywhere. In my car, I wrote a song the other night before I was driving. Hands-free law. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and just little anything I can find. And then... I try my best to document it on my phone after. Sure. Because otherwise, I'm like, don't throw anything away. Right. Now, I, I talked to a an author that I, I become friends with, and she does the same thing. She, we were talking about little notes and things that she mm-hmm. writes down, and she said her house is covered in yes. post-it notes everywhere. Yep. So and so that's a good creative tool that she uses, and I you're using that too. So that's well, thoughts are awesome. so fleeting, right? And something will come into my mind even in the shower. So I always leave my phone so I can sing into my <laughs> phone in the shower because it's so important. You know, I always say you have to get out the bad, piece together the good. Right. And yeah, and one time I wrote, I couldn't find a pen or paper, and I was getting ready, and I wrote in red lipstick all over my mirror lyrics to one of my songs. Yeah, you probably don't want to think to yourself, I'll remember that, I'll write it later. You want to get it done as soon as as you can. I keep it by my bed in case the middle of the night. I struggle with sleeping. Sure. Because I always just want to... dream about lyrics and music? I do. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a sign of a creative mind, I think. I think so, So, too. We'll go with that. (laughs) Or I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I think all artists have a little crazy in them. Right, yeah. There's certain things that, you know, I'll... 
discovered work better for me too, or I'll just, I have to, yeah, I'll text a friend and they'll be like, why are you texting me this? It's like, cause it was the fastest thing I could think of to get mm-hmm. something down. Yeah. You know, so you can Whatever delete it if, on your end if you want, but at least I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, um, we're going to listen to some of your music right now. And then we're going to talk about, um, some of your influences and people you draw inspiration from because uh, you've got a, an eclectic mix of, of artists do. that you yes. sent me that uh, you like to uh, listen to. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about them. Um, we're going to listen to Caught Up and Leave Me Alone. Um, these are songs that have been released and are now available on iTunes and Spotify. Yes. So we will come back after we listen to them and uh, talk about your music. And uh, we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about the the groups and and the artists that have influenced you over your career. I'm so excited to be here. All right. You're listening to The 945 Show on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio.
Was Leave Me Alone by my guest Cassandra Cole. And before that, we heard Caught Up. You were listening to the 945 show. My name is Mike Resendez. A couple of things that are coming up on National Night Out here at Faith Lutheran Church. Please join us on Tuesday, August 6th from 6 to 8 p.m. We will have tons of kids' activities and crafts. The St. Paul Bike Cops will be here providing free bike helmets while supplies last. And WFNU will be here providing entertainment, including myself, Philip G., or Philip Gracia, depending on which show you listen to him on. And Lady K will be here, as well as Twin Cities' own premier vocalist, Patricia Lacey. So you can come by anytime between 6 and 8 at Faith Lutheran Church. That's 499 Charles Avenue in St. Paul, in the heart of Frogtown. Also on Saturday, August 17th, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Faith Lutheran Church, there will be a garage sale. Bring a friend... Shop an assortment of kids' clothes, household and kitchen goods, linens, toys, and much more. Cash only, please. Hot dogs, chips, beverages will be available for sale as well. So that's what's going on 
around here at Faith Lutheran Church in the community. Cassandra, uh, those songs uh, we were talking be, uh, just before uh, we went uh, back on the air about uh, how I listen to your music on a playlist that I started on Spotify, but especially Leave Me Alone, it's really catchy. Thank and you. I sit at my uh, station at work, and when it comes on, I find myself stomping my feet a little bit. Oh, so it's uh, always a good sign. Yeah. So what uh, what was your inspiration behind writing "Caught Up" and "Leave Me Alone"? So for "Leave Me Alone," um, just moving around so much, I got bullied quite a bit. I just never looked the way that they wanted me to look. I was really skinny and I had a huge gap in my teeth and huge curly frizzy hair and and I was just different. I was always really quirky and and I never quite fit in. So I wrote that song um, not even from a place of anger but just a place of empowerment Okay. that you have to get out the bad to piece together the good is what I always say. So when you're upset or you're feeling misplaced, when I wrote that song, it was a way of just categorizing it and saying that people won't affect me negatively. Right. It's positive. Yeah, because the way I hear it, you know, it, it, and, you know, I hear it as you know, get away from me, leave me alone. Yes. You know, so it's nice to mm-hmm. to kind of get the story behind that mm-hmm. as well. What about caught up? Um, what was the the inspiration behind that song? Caught up is about relationships of just sometimes you get so lost in your everyday life and caught up in those moments the in-between moments that you need to take a breath all right um now this and with um, that song <laughs> <laughs> i um actually won a contest okay which was Really, really, really awesome working with Maddie Amendola in New York, in Brooklyn. He's amazing and worked with so many really well-known artists. And he, yeah, picked me out of a lot of other artists to work with, and then he produced that song. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Have there been other, like, songwriting competitions or things? I haven't. That was the only one I entered, and... Well, perfect. Well, now I'm batting, you know, 100 out of 100. That's yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's not bad. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, you sent me uh, some uh, artists and names of people that you grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on that list was Ella Fitzgerald, yeah. uh, Judy Garland, yes. Janis Jop- <clears throat> Janice Joplin, excuse me, which I think she could just, we could just go by Janice. You know, I think a lot sure. of people know who you talk mm-hmm. about when you say that. Uh, Fiona Apple and mm-hmm. Metallica. Yes. So that's a the spectrum <laughs> is, you know, way on one side to the other. So yes. what is it um, about that group of artists that, that, uh, well, really I think I've literally listened to? listened to everything Judy Garland has done since a small child. I don't know what it was. There was something so organic about her voice that kept me up late at night and I would just be singing her songs and it hit me and that and also I guess I didn't mention the Titanic soundtrack okay (laughs) I've listened to that so many times in middle school which is random but the music just brought me to such heightened levels that I hadn't experienced before and Fiona Apple spoke directly from her soul and I always resonated with that there there doesn't have to be 
a rhyme or reason to how you write right. as long as it's coming from your center of who you are. Yeah, it, Fiona Apple's one of my favorites. Um, they, we spent many a nights, uh, me and some roommates, just listening to her music, mm-hmm. you know, just up late. And, I mean, you could tell her style of songwriting, it's really personal to Very her. Very personal. She is one of the few people, if I met, like, I think I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really excited. Right, yeah. Uh, now, what what was it about Metallica? Was it the so the heavy anybody drums knows or me guitar? really really well knows I'm a huge Metallica fan. Um, yeah, if you enter my car, there's a good chance it's blaring, <laughs> which throws people off. Uh, I'm saying secretively, I I used to have dreams that I would know all the guitar parts, and then I'd be at one of their concerts, and he would just walk off stage. And they'd be like, uh, we can't finish the song. And I'm like, well, I can do it. And then I'd go up, you know, in my cute little clothes, and i just rock out. I don't, yeah, it was just so interesting how they put everything together. And once again, very raw, very real. I can feel everything. Right. And they've been together. I mean, they haven't replaced mm-hmm. any members of the no. group, have they? They're a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's really awesome. Now, you play the guitar. I do. Do you play anything else besides the guitar? No. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> you know, and I'm very melody-driven on the guitar, but that's my, like, my main thing I use to write music. But we did get a keyboard for Christmas, just a Costco one, nothing fancy. But it's amazing how chords translate, and so I can just right. play basic chords in the piano, but I've written four or five songs in the piano now as well. But I have to pay somebody to do the arrangement for it because I would sure. never advertise myself as a piano player. <laughs> now, um, do you like playing uh, acoustically, or do you do you like playing with the the full band, or is it do you like all of it as long as you're making music? I like all of it for different reasons. There's something magical about a full band. I would definitely say I'm a performer, so I feel most comfortable and in my element with the full band behind me, where I'm not tied down and have to stay in one spot i can Mm. move around and just really get lost in those moments but when it's very intimate it's just me and another guitar player or violinist that's magic too and to have the feedback from the audience right there oh can you play this song or this is my favorite and i could connect with people more one-on-one yeah that's great too um Recently, you've been playing more acoustically, right? Yes. Okay. Because fo- I follow you on Instagram. Um, and Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, a lot of your Instagram stories are you performing or mm-hmm. with performances coming up. Um, and like you said, there's, you know, when you're performing acoustically, it's probably a smaller venue usually? Yes, smaller venues. Um, it all depends, though. We just had a free music in the park. At Bryant Square Park in Minneapolis. I hadn't been there before. It was amazing because when we were setting up, nobody was there. I'm like, well, (laughs) well, guys, it's going to be a great rehearsal night. Then out of nowhere, so many people came. And it was gold. It was so much fun. But yeah, a lot of the acoustic ones are smaller places. And yeah. Nice. Um, Is this time of year busiest for you? Or is it all, all... 12 months kind of busy for you as far as they're all pretty busy but i think summertime for any musician is probably the busiest 
but maybe busy for different reasons because I'm planning a lot of shows this fall and winter. Okay. With collaborating with other artists or some larger venues. In summer, it's great to just grab your guitar, play by the water somewhere. Right. I, they, uh, I guess with in the summer, all the outdoor venues open up. And mm-hmm. there's only a limited amount of time here in Minnesota. To, I know. You have to, to take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite places to play? I love Astor Cafe. That uh, It's just intimate, but it's large enough where you can house a lot of people. And people are there to listen to music. And it's just charming. And they have a, amazing musicians come through there. So I feel like it's an honor yeah. to be included in that. Um, I played at the Poor House. That was a really cool venue, too. Very large, which was nice. I played for Raw Showcase for Emerging Artists. So there was about 1,000 people there. Where was that? Uh, the Poor House in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. That was a lot of fun. And I'm going to be back at Honey. I love Honey as well in Minneapolis. I'm collaborating with um, amazing female singer-songwriters who are multi instrumentalists and we haven't even announced it yet so i guess this is kind of an announcement (laughs) yes that we'll be back there um now is there any place you haven't played that you would like to play of course i would love to play the fine line bunkers bunkers would be pretty Uh, sweet i love bunkers bunkers yes that's definitely my trajectory yeah uh would you play with uh Mambo's combos if they asked you to. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Would anybody say no? I don't think so. So that that's I love what so my wife and I used to go there all the time when we were dating. Okay. So we would see we would always miss Prince though. We would always not go the week Prince would show up. So that was unfortunate. Um for people who don't know, Mambo's combos has been playing at bunkers for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Super awesome, like a collaboration of different musicians and singers from other bands. Yeah. Um, I did see Johnny Lang. Oh, you did? Yes. He showed up one night and trying to sit in the back and be inconspicuous, and they spotted him and pulled him up on stage. Fun. So it was uh, about a year or two after he dropped Kid off okay. of his name. So. Okay. But he jammed out for like an hour and a half for, for somebody who didn't want to be seen, really yeah. got up Sometimes there Sometimes you get on stage, it, it takes over. Yeah. So. Prince. Uh, I volunteered. At Prince's place back in the day. Oh, did you? Did you I get to meet did. him? I did. No, but him? I have a cool Prince story. All right, let's hear it. Okay. So, yeah, I was volunteering, and he was introducing a new artist that night. Nobody had heard of her. Her name was Nora Jones. Oh. <laughs> I know. It was so, yeah. So, I I found this little door. Well, it was a normal-sized door, but right. anyways, went through it, and it was a small, dark room. And it appeared that nobody was in it. So I'm like, where am I? So then there was another door. So I opened that. And it, it was the door to this huge stage. And out on the stage is Prince by himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he is just rocking out. And I was just totally awestruck. I'm like, here he is right, right. there. And I don't think I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't care. And, yeah, I just watched him. It was just magical. And then I slowly shut the door. And while the light was still crept in the room, I saw about six bodyguards. Oh. I was probably up to their stomachs. Sure. They were a lot taller than me. (laughs) And I looked at them. I'm like, I'm going to leave. And they just looked at me and they just nodded like, yep. But they (laughs) they knew I was there the whole time. Right. And let me just take in some prints. 
Ray. That's awesome. That's it, a good story. I know. Wow. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of jealous about that. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who's accidentally just opened a door and there was Prince. Sometimes you got to volunteer. Right? You yeah. never know what doors will be open. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally in this case. I know. So, oh, that's really cool. Uh, now, have, what is it? What do you think? Um, what is it about Minnesota and the music scene here that kind of sets it apart from other places? especially other states that you've played in? Sure. Um, I just think it's very collaborative and inclusive. And I'm saying, speaking for yourself, you're all about giving back to the community for musicians and spotlighting artists that maybe you've never heard of, which I think is so wonderful. And I think Minnesota brings the heat in that way. Right. And everybody's really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's the Midwestern in us, I think. Yeah. And I feel like... In some ways, and I could be wrong, maybe because I'm so nice, but it doesn't feel as competitive. I'm sure it is, but it just seems more about building each other up. Yeah, I've noticed that. um, Now, I haven't been into, you know, a music scene or especially the music scene here. I'm just Mm kind of finding artists and and seeing how they interact with each other. And it it Mm -hmm. seems like there's a lot of, different groups of artists that mm-hmm. kind of like hang out or really build each other up. Like there's a community within a community within a community yes, type of thing. And I'm still breaking into that community, but everybody so far has been really welcoming and hopefully I can keep networking with other musicians and they can get to know me. Yeah. Now, is there any musicians here in Minnesota that you would love to collaborate with? Well, there's a whole lot of people. Let's drop some names. Um, if you can. Annie Mack. I'm saying... That would be fun. I met her a while back. We went for a walk. She was so sweet and sat with me on a curb and just talked shop. And But she's getting a lot of national attention and traveling sure. a lot. And I would love to be playing festivals. And I hear it's all who you know. Right. And it's hard to make time to find those people. <laughs> right, yeah, you got to break through. So if you know anybody, you know. <laughs> we can see what we can do. And if yeah. anybody out there is listening, yeah, you know. Yeah, reach out to me. That'd be great. And teach me your ways. That's right. Now, I saw uh, recently just, like you said, at the, was it Bryant Park? Bryant Lake Park. Mm -hmm. So I saw also on your Instagram story, people are going to think I'm stalking you. Um, (laughs) But uh, you sat afterwards outside just Uh, collaborating with uh, with your guitar player. Violinist. Violinist. But he's an amazing guitarist that nobody knows about. But he's as as well. So how, how long, or how many times do you do that and how many times is that like spurned into like like an actual song like that will be an actual song okay yeah i love that song i actually just named it the other day it's going to be called the raven i'm really excited about it i get really excited about all my songs but i write one to two songs a day which sounds crazy but i think it's really good for your brain to teach those patterns for writing Mm -hmm. and whether it's good or not it doesn't matter and it's enabled me to write really quickly. And I think it was John Lennon who said that you should always get out the song in, at one time because otherwise you lose the momentum. It's, it's different. It changes it if you come in at, at a different angle. Then you have time to finagle it afterwards. So a lot of times after I play, I'm so inspired and I can't sleep. <laughs> so I might as well write. Yeah get excited like you said you get mm-hmm. excited about the music how many songs have you written afterward do that mm, this one's not going to see the light of day but 
this one will. I mean, how many, how often does that happen? That's going to sound conceited when I say not too often, <laughs> but I know it happens. But I right. personally love all those songs for different reasons. Sure. So they may not be recorded or make an album, but but maybe an acoustic album or right. it it speaks to some truth. Yeah. Within me, so I feel like you wrote it for a reason. It's still, yeah, worth singing. Right. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the time is now 10.22. You're right. Time is flying by. Right, I know. You're listening to uh, the 9.45 show. I am Mike Resendez. My guest this morning is Cassandra Cole, and we are on WFNU, Frogtown Community Radio. Uh, you have some some songs that are acoustic that you sent me, um, but they're not available except for So Hey. That's available on your Reverb Nation page, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, the rest are, I'm actually going to be redoing them and putting probably an acoustic album together. Okay. Just to make them sound more full and I don't know. I'm always evolving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, those aren't available yet, but they will be. They will be. So you're going to hear them. Have they been played on the radio before? No. So these. This so Hey has. A, so Hey has, but mm-hmm. I don't know when Shattered, this will be a premiere Sure. All right. We're going to we're going to build that up a little bit here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to I don't know Shattered and So Hey and then when we come back we will listen to our talk some more. Just Cassandra Cole on the 945 show.
Try 
wash me up as I pull you down Going crazy on this merry-go-round It's all bottled up as you came out to play So, hey Started off as friends but love got turned around used to measure up but now you think I've lost my sound so hey where do we go WFNU, Frogtown Community Radio. You're listening to the 945 Show. I'm Mike Resendez. My guest is Cassandra Cole, and we just listened to her music. That was So Hey, and before that was Shattered, and we started off that music set with I Don't Know. Super awesome songs. Thank you. I've been listening to these uh, songs all week uh, to get prepared for this show. Um, now, you're, those three songs sound a lot different than the first two that we played. Yeah, uh, where you had the full band and those two. Um, so I think that's really cool when an artist can sound so different uh, depending you. on the arrangement and who you're playing with because it keeps mm-hmm. things fresh. Yes. So, um, but tell us a little bit about those songs um, and uh, why you wrote those. Well, for Shattered in particular, I think it's important that we connect with other people. And also that 
I see you and all the brokenness because I think we're, we all have that side of ourselves that's broken and we don't all choose to like fly that flag <laughs> and I've chosen to apparently. So yeah, that song is just saying that we all have those moments and that we're all shattered. And then I don't know is literally that. I had a day I sat down with my guitar and I, I struggle with depression and it's a constant battle with me. And when I wrote that, it's, some days there's nothing you can do. You can't make me smile. You don't need to. Sometimes you right. just need somebody to listen to you and to say, that sucks. Or, you know, we're in it together. Or I love you and I see you. So that's that song. And so, hey, I wrote that on a beach in Mexico. I escaped to Mexico <laughs> without children and just with a couple friends. And I just heard the crashing waves of the ocean while I wrote that. And in relationships, you have such ups and downs. and You can feel so lost. And that's what that song's about. Yeah. So I think it's it's awesome to hear the stories behind it because then you know kind of where you came from when you wrote those. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. And now with, if I can ask you a, sure. a question about the depression side of things, mm-hmm. um, it's something that a lot of people deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that I've struggled uh, with when I was younger. Um, I'm you know lucky enough where it's not so much uh, a part of my life now. But um, do you find it harder to? To write the music when, you know, when you kind of go through like a depression, I don't know if I'd call it episode or, or you mm-hmm. know, when you're feeling down that day and forcing yourself to write. It's the opposite for me. Okay. If I'm not able to write, I would feel like I'm in the ocean without a lifeboat. It's so cathartic for me. And that somebody just recently said, your music seems so sad. Oh. I'm like, okay, well, I, whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know what? Good. If you can meet me and I'm genuinely happy because I wrote a really sad song because that's how I felt, I think that's a good thing. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> perfectly awesome. Yeah, no, I, it just, uh, you know, it, it's something that we're getting as a society better about talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it, so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and we all know somebody who's got some mm-hmm. sort of uh, mental health issue or something going on so i think the more we talk about it the less you know the stigma will come off of it and i hope so that's that would be a huge goal of mine i have a a new single i've been working on i actually just filmed a music video in oregon it's called upside down and i wrote it um when i was in a really 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 dark place um and it's about depression and so yeah kind of answer your question like that and that song i just love so much because because that was that moment I was in. And, yeah, I'm excited to show you. Yeah. Um, so why Oregon? Why did you film it in Oregon? So I have half my family lives in Oregon. We're all spread out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I went there to see my grandparents. And moving around so much, that was the only home that was the same for me. Okay. Um, every time I went back there, it was like the same house, the same tree I would climb. The ocean. The ocean's my home. So, yeah, we shot my grandparents' backyard and went to the ocean. Had a great ocean shot. Nice. How, yeah. uh, how long does it take to shoot a music video, or how long did it take to shoot that particular music video? It was all video? day. Uh, we started, I think, around 7.30, but I was late. 
<laughs> that, that's kind of typical of me. I'm like, I'm not quite ready. But yeah, I shot with Aaron Nett um, on Instagram. He's under Color Noun, but he's amazing. He works with a lot of other artists, and he just has a great vision. And we spent all day, just him and I, shooting until uh, sunset. So long yeah. day. It was very long. <laughs> I learned a lot. It was my first music video. Okay. And it was just a unique experience being able to share your story visually and try to convey everything that you want, the meaning of the song, instead of just singing it. Or, right. Yeah. So uh, when you shoot a music video, and um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a lot of people know, but you're listening to a playback of your song, right? So that was it? challenging because <laughs> I asked if he had a speaker, and we used just this my phone okay. in his pocket because he had to film it. So I'd be kind of far away from him. So I'm like, I think I hear it. <laughs> right. And then with the waves crashing, I couldn't hear anything. So I'd have to kind of hear just how it open and then hear it in my head. Sure. And try to keep time. Yeah. So that it uh, sounds really cool. I, I've seen some local artists, you know, with their music videos. And I've always just wondered, how long did that take? And did you get sick of hearing your song after a while? Or was that just... I think... Everybody gets sick of hearing your own <laughs> song, especially in that context. But I think that's a that's a good sign. Like I've sang Leave Me Alone so many times. But then if you're ever nervous or singing in front of a large crowd, I can depend on knowing that song. It's right. a good feeling. Yeah. It's a strength. So I hope all my songs are hard to listen to <laughs> for myself. <laughs> then that means I'm really confident. Right. Uh, has there be, ever been a situation where you forgot the words or? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really good at making up new ones. Well, there you go. <laughs> You'll never know unless you knew that song word verbatim. No, it just happened the other night at Bryant Square Park. I'm like, I wrote this song. I'm like, how? Did, but I hadn't sang it in a while. Sure. I'm like, how? So I wrote a new line. It was fine. There you go. It wasn't as cool as the original, right. but. Call it a remix. And yeah. And you're all set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm human, of course. I make mistakes. Right. <laughs> um, some of the other uh, songs and artists that you sent to me, um, just kind of a list of things, um, was uh, Donna Missile. Keep, yes. Keep Lying. Yeah. Um, and Ghost by, is it ZZZ Ward? ZZ Ward, yeah. ZZ Ward, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Meg Myers, The Morning After, mm -hmm. and Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. Yeah, um, Paris. Paris. I know that's more their well-known hit, but I still love it. Right. Uh, do you listen to those uh, songs and artists as much as you listen to the previous artists that we brought up, like the Metallica and the yes, Apple? I do. There's this uplifting, dark tempo to them and rawness. And the way their words are so descriptive, it brings you into their storyline, but still generalized enough that you can put your own take on it. So I relate to all of it, but I could also dance to them in my kitchen while I'm cooking. Well, there you go. Like <laughs> <laughs> we can all relate to that. Yeah, you need music for different reasons and for yeah. different seasons. Yeah, and uh, the cooking and dishes is another big one. For dishes, me. that's my favorite. I hate doing dishes, but I love it because I can put my iPod on, or now it's Google. Right. But, and yeah, I blare these tunes while I do dishes and I can sing and I just get lost. And before you know it, the dishes are done. The countertops look great. <laughs> <laughs> you Candles listen to going. Some music, yeah. Yeah. 
So that's awesome. Um, you also told me while we were listening to music in between here, um, you're training for Ragnar. Ragnar, yes, for World Vision to bring awareness as well as uh, fundraising. It's available on my Facebook page. Um, yeah, it's for every dollar given, it helps a child and their families have clean water for life. It's a really important cause. So even if you don't donate to my specific page, if you just go to World Vision, you can also sponsor a child, which is an amazing experience. And it helps yeah, their whole village and you get correspondence, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. You connect with other people from the world. Now, what is Ragnar? Explain what Ragnar, the Ragnar so, is. So we're running from uh, St. Paul to Duluth, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be in a few vans, and it's a relay race. So we have different legs. Um, yeah, it's going to be intense. And to be honest with you, I have not been as well trained as I should be for this. <laughs> So I've done a, a marathon and a few triathlons. And so I'm a good athlete, but with good athletes come good training. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been so busy and I'm coming off of having a really bad concussion, which is a story. <laughs> I got hit in the back of the head with a, a ladder trying to get my kids closed down. Oh, man. I got knocked out. And I thought I was dying because my kids told me I was. I'm oh. like, I need an adult. <laughs> right, yeah. So that's been, a, anybody who has brain injuries, that's been really, really difficult. I have no symptoms, thank God, anymore. Right. But just trying to get back in the swing of things and starting from square one. So a testament to all out there, if you're starting from square one with working out, like, you can do it. <laughs> it's hard and it stinks, but it's worth it, especially right. for such a good cause. And how many members of your team do you have? Oh, all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just show up where they tell me to show up. Okay. No. Um, okay. One. <laughs> There's five people in our van. All right. Don't ask me about the other vans. I sure. just know my peeps. Okay. No problem. <laughs> and uh, do you know how long your leg is going to be when you race? Well, there's multiple, and we run through the night. Okay. okay. And I have. you're supposed to run with water, headlamp, a vest, I have not done any of these things, so it's going to, you're supposed to train with them. Right. I don't like anything on my body when I run. So my first one, they're probably laughing as they're listening <laughs> in on this because I never know my legs. I'm like, how far am I running again? The first one I believe is around nine. Okay. And then I have another one that's kind of close to that. And then I think another one that's like a three or four or five or I don't know. These are I miles think a total miles. Yes. I think a total I'm running like 18.5. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in that. Yes. That I should know, time. but I'm kind of like, just drop me off somewhere and don't let me get lost. Right. Just wake me up when it's time. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. So, um, it's, are, so the vans, are they following behind you or are they driving ahead or? <sighs> it causes a lot of anxiety because I don't like running in the dark okay. ever. I don't like walking in the dark. Right. Yeah. I'm like, somebody's behind me, man. So I'm going to run really fast, but they are going to be following behind you. But there's going to be time frames where definitely I'm not going to see the van. They'll meet up with me after a couple miles. Or sure. uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's causing anxiety I'm talking about, about it. Critters. Like, oh sure. I don't know. Do you have mountain lions out here? 
What's um, happening? I don't know much. Further north. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to worry about rattlesnakes that far north, so you're good there. Just all the, yeah, and mosquitoes, they love me. So lots of bug spray. Lots of bug spray. But I hear you will see other runners, but that scares me too because I'm going to be running with my music. And so I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how long is that uh, whole thing? So you start and you run all night. Is it a couple days or how couple long? A couple days, yeah. A couple days. What, I what, think we start on like a Friday and then we, we end in Duluth on Sunday. Okay. I could over be wrong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> then we're staying overnight in Duluth. That's cool. Why That's not? a cool spot to yeah. stay overnight. So, yeah. Have you been up there? One time. Okay. And it was beautiful. I went to a lighthouse. It's a well-known lighthouse. That split Do you rocks? know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've heard this is well-known. But I'm really afraid of heights. So I started walking and I got about halfway up. And the whole room started spinning. I'm like, oh, no. No. <laughs> so I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, coming through, coming through. I went all the way back, back down. down. Yeah. Are you better on the ground than? Way better on the ground. But I, I've traveled since I was little with flying, but I still have a fear of flying. But I think you have to just push through it and yep. know that, yes, this is a fear. This makes me sweat through all of my clothing. But that's okay. Tears for fears. That's right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Duluth. I love Duluth. Um, we're actually going in the middle of August. Oh, you are. Yeah. So we're gonna check out. I think we're staying in Canal Park. I don't know where is, that is. That is like the main, right by the water in Duluth. Okay. So where all the hotels and I love a that of area. Grandma's is down there. Okay. The, the lift bridge is right there. All right. So it's just um, such a cute town. Yeah. So the the ships come right through there, um, and then the har- or the bay or the harbor is right behind you, and then you mm-hmm. got the lake right there. Um, a trip that I took in grade school I think it was no junior high we went out on one of the research vessels we did out there and they scooped up a bunch of mud from the bottom of the lake okay and they made all of us touch it so we could say oh. we've touched the bottom of the lake oh so how old were you uh 13 okay that'd be cool yeah so I've touched the bottom of Lake Superior yes without you have having to get off a boat so <laughs> That's a that's a unique story. Yeah, so and it's like the real bottom, not just right off the shore yeah. that everybody can walk did into. Did it? What so. it feel like? Mud. Okay. Just mud. Yeah. So there's nothing special about it. So the only just, time I went on a big boat, I went whale watching in California for a sixth grade trip, and I saw the whales, and then the boat started back up, and I got really sick, like the worst case of seasickness ever. I wanted to jump overboard. Oh, that is bad. It was really bad. And then I was on that boat the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) When I got off, like the whole world kept moving. Right, yeah. Yeah. You didn't get your sea legs yet. I think that's what they say. Yeah. So that's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) On that note. Right, I've just... I've gotten off of boats. I know what you're saying. I've had that feeling before where you feel like you're still bobbing up and down, but you're not. Oh, I take that back. And then I went back on another boat for some other field trip and I got doped up. Dramamine. Yep. I'm really sensitive. And I was knocked out the entire time in the bottom deck, like literally asleep. Yeah, couldn't happens. tell you what we did. Yeah, I've heard people taking that and they're out. Then I'm like, what's the point? So I thought I'll never go on a cruise ever. I don't care if it's a surprise, surprise, big surprise. <laughs> I'm staying on land. Right. Yeah. Never. <laughs> I think uh, I know a lot of people that go on cruise ships. I would never get on a cruise ship We're anyway. We're stuck. Like, yeah, and it's a lot of viruses. Yeah. What board. if you get sick? It's yeah. Like I'm sick. Well, good luck with things. We're done in two weeks. Right. <laughs> like, no, you can get off on the, I will wave. I will, I will paint a picture of the boat, but I will not be on right. that boat. 
<laughs> so, but you listened to the Titanic soundtrack, and you would never yes. have gotten on the Titanic then. No. No. But I, re- I would have written a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we all would have listened to it. It would mm-hmm. have been sweet. Um, I did find uh, something that uh, you sent to me. City Pages described um, your style, your songwriting style. Oh, Erica. Erica yes. Rivera um, said that uh, she, well, she described your songwriting style to Annie Lennox and Tori Amos and Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind, how does that make you feel when you get praise like that and you get names like Annie Lennox thrown at you? I know. It was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it coming. She was really sweet and reached out to me for my release party, my first time playing at Aster, and just wanted um, to get to know me a little bit. Yeah, and she gave me great feedback, and yeah, I think it's amazing. I love all those artists. Yeah. And what can I say? Yeah, the City Pages is, uh, does a good job of being out locally, especially their, the music side of things that they have. They seem to be at every show. And yes, have a I review think or a write-up it's of important every show. and it's very um, inspiring as an artist to keep going. Right. That your music's being heard and appreciated. Yeah. All right, the time is now 10.52. Wow. You're listening to the 945 show on WFNU LP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. I am Mike Resendez, and Cassandra Cole is my guest. Now, if you're just tuning in now, you've missed a whole lot. I don't know what to tell you. I guess you missed it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it'll be available on podcast uh, after the show. Um, we listened to five of your songs. Yes. So people can listen to that. If uh, you're listening live, you've already missed it. But if you're listening on podcast, welcome to the future. So Exactly. It's available on uh, nine or ten different platforms, including iTunes and Google. Uh, where else are we at? We're on iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm. In a lot of places. Um, now, you were telling me bef- when you got here, um, and I brought it up last week. So, it's amazing the reach with the internet these days, and yes. where we're being heard. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned you are huge in the Middle East, Pakistan, Pakistan. primarily. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it, it's kind of funny. You, you don't know how it happens, but sometimes there's just a pocket of the world that just yeah. really listen and I dig went your stuff. Viral. Yeah. In the Middle East. And we you don't have any clue on how that happened. No. So well cool. Well if you're in Pakistan and you're listening. Hi. <laughs> Anywhere else in the world too. Uh welcome to the nine forty five show podcast. Share it with everybody. Write me a review too if you're on iTunes. That would be great. <laughs> so Me too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, write us both reviews. Yeah. You can find us on there. Um you have a an album coming up. Is that true or you're working on an album? Yes. I've decided to do it. And I'm, I'm hoping to release this fall with singles leading up to it. But I'm a perfectionist and it has to be done perfect. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, will the, uh, any of your acoustic songs that uh, we heard that haven't been released, will they end up on that album? Or is that going to be like a separate acoustic thing? I believe so. We're, so just yesterday alone, I was telling you I write one to two songs a day. But just actually a couple weeks ago, I transferred over 900 songs that I've written to be backed up. So I need to go through them, and I want to pick the most cohesive group together for the album. And then whatever doesn't fit that I'm still like, it has to get out there, will be released as singles, or maybe maybe I'll do an EP and kind of combine those. 
Maybe I'll make multiple albums. I don't know. It's overwhelming. With 900 songs, you have a lot to choose from. I do. Yeah, I'd say it's all written. It's just what are we going to focus on in the arrangements? Sure. Um, The single that I have coming out is a rock song, and it's very different, and I'm so excited about it. (laughs) So, yeah, for the other ones, it's how do I want them to sound? What vibe do I want? And people keep asking me, you know, about what box I'm in. I hate that question. Like, who are you? Yeah. And that's hard because I do write so many different types of songs. They all sound so different. So, yeah, I think being an indie artist, you've got, then you've gives you the freedom to make the sound the way you want it yeah. and choose the music you want on what. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you don't have a corporate bigwig telling you this is the single and right. this is the way you're going to sound and this is the music that somebody else wrote for you. Exactly. I love the freedom. But then, you know, it would have been nice to have, like, the corporate sponsorship. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's online, too. But Yeah, it's the pros and cons of yeah. things, right? you got to weigh, exactly. weigh what you want to do. Um, so you have, you're working on an album. Is there any other shows that you have coming up this summer that uh, people can catch you at? Oh, gosh, catching me on the spot. I should yeah. have all this ready. Um, yes. Um, I know I'm going to be at the Rivertown Fall Art Festival. Okay. I play at 2 o'clock. I can pull up dates on my phone really quickly. And then I'm going to be at Honey. We're, we haven't made that announcement yet. So for those of you not following me, please do so. But on Instagram, I'm at CassandraCole.me. As well on Facebook, it's CassandraCole.me. And my website is www.CassandraColeMusic.com. All of my shows are on there. And I'll be playing at Honey with a group of amazing singer-songwriters, multi-instrumentalists, and that will be in September. And then I'm going to be back at Aster in October, opening for Sawyer's Dream. Okay. Great local band. They're amazing. Pretty excited to participate in that. And then, yeah, I'll have other things planned as well. Now, and your music is available on iTunes, like we mentioned. It's yes. on Spotify, SoundCloud. Is that yep. did I see SoundCloud? And then Reverb Nation. Yep. So you have a page there. You have three songs on that page, I believe. Yes. So there's uh, plenty of opportunity for yeah. people to hear your music and to follow you on social media. So And um, I'd love to see you out at gigs. Yeah, I love meeting new people and new friends. Yeah, so get out there and yes. support. Support everybody, especially locally. So like we said, so the, important. the scene, the music scene around here is really cool. It is. So um, you don't really find it in other spots. So I always say it and I don't know if people get tired of me saying it but the Minneapolis music scene is unique I think um, it's just as big as you know anywhere on the east or west coast mm-hmm. and uh, Minnesota is on the map as far as music wise and the best thing about it is uh, artists like you don't have to worry about trying to put Minnesota on the map because it's already there already there so you just gotta keep putting out your music and yes. letting people listen to it so all right well it's ten fifty eight. On Saturday morning, you're listening to the 945 show. Don't forget to uh, visit the Facebook page of WFNU and our website, WFNU.org. That is where you can stream us live 24-7. When we don't have a show on, we play local music, so you'll be able to uh, hear nothing but local jams. Uh, If you go to our Spinatron.com page uh, and search WFNU, you can actually see who played and when so if you hear a song that you really like um, you can get there through wfnu.org as well 
um, or the list of all of the music that we've played will show up there. So, and with links to how you can listen other ways on how to purchase the song. Cassandra, I want to thank you for coming in this morning. I had so much fun, and thank you so much for this opportunity. And it's great meeting you. It's nice meeting you too. We were saying, yeah. uh, you know, it's great to meet people in person. In person that we talk to. You're real online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's important to have that human connection. Agreed. Uh, especially if you know when you just see, you know, a, a profile picture. A filtered profile. No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Love the filters. Yes. So, all right. So that's the 945 show for this week. We will be back in two weeks on the 24th of August for the final show of the summer. It'll be a summer recap show with my buddy Keith Highland, who's been in the last three years. So this will be year four for him. Have a good weekend, everybody. And we'll see you on August 24th. Thank you for listening to the show. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. And if you'd like to help support this podcast, please visit my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Mike Radio. That'll help support this podcast and my other podcast, 651 Sports Update. Thank you very much.